Welcome to Jerusalem Studio Podcast. Join us to discuss the latest updates from Israel and the region. Shalom and welcome to Jerusalem Studio. In the ever-explosive Palestinian-Israeli conflict, which to a great extent, though not exclusively, is regarded as a religious one between Jews and Arab Muslims, Jerusalem is the most delicate component, always about to set off a detonation. Diplomatic efforts to resolve the conflict routinely fails, most notably when the holy places are negotiated on. The sensitivity was also apparent over the last several weeks, quite close to TV7 studio, with clashes on the Temple Mount and tensions spreading to other sectors, including Israel's borders with Gaza and Lebanon. What's in store for Jerusalem? Joining us from elsewhere here in the city is Professor Ephraim Inbar, who is the president of the Jerusalem Institute for Strategy and Security. Thank you for joining us, sir. Pleasure. Also joining us from central Israel is Brigadier General in Reserve Yossi Kupelwasser, who is the project director on Middle East Developments at the Jerusalem Center for Public Affairs. Thank you for joining us as well, General. Thank you for having me. And as always, uh, our TV7 editor-at-large, Mr. Amir Oren, who is the host of uh, Powers in Play, and so much more. Amir, give us a broader understanding on the latest developments pertaining to the current tensions, but also on the broader question of the Israel-slash-Arab-slash-Palestinian conflict. So it's our good fortune to live in the Holy Land, um, and uh, for some of us, uh, even more <coughs> so because uh, we, you, live and work in the uh, city of uh, Jerusalem. But this is also our misfortune, um, politically or strategically, because uh, it's a bone of contention for the three major religions, for uh, Israelis, Palestinians, Jordanians, and others. And uh, this is especially uh, so uh, during holidays. Holidays in the Holy Land are the uh, most <coughs> explosive uh, times. And especially when not only Passover for Jews and Easter for Christians for various denominations, but also Ramadan coincides with the other holidays, which, uh, of course, does not happen every year, then uh, you can see how uh, tensions uh, become uh, explosive and escalate. Now, we are about to end this period, the uh, very last days of these holidays, uh, maybe uh, some of the uh, uh, most tense of all. But up to now, at least, uh, when we are speaking, no one was killed during um, these riots and tensions. And this is because the Israeli security forces, for all the uh, criticism um, uh, lobbed at them, managed to keep uh, the uh, rioters under control. And there were rioters on the Palestinian side or the Muslim side and provocateurs on the Israeli or Jewish side. And uh, it's quite a challenge for the uh, security forces, which in Jerusalem are led by the police because it's uh, sovereign Israeli territory having been uh, annexed, even the eastern part after 1967, and the government, which has to maneuver between outside forces, including uh, a country such as Jordan, uh, which is at peace with Israel, but wants uh, to uh, 
remain the custodian of the uh, uh, holiest of places from their point of view in Jerusalem. Of course, Al-Aqsa is the third holiest place in Islam, but here uh, it is the holiest. There are other mosques and other places, uh, but nevertheless, up to now, it has been tense, but relatively under control. Not uh, to forget, of course, when we're talking about no one was killed to this moment, specifically on the Temple Mount, uh, rather than uh, the terrorist attacks that occurred proceeding to the Ramadan period and uh, during uh, Operation Wavesbreaker, uh, where Israel had to contend with uh, uh, the Palestinian Islamic Jihad, Hamas, and other but terrorist this organizations. this is in other locations outside of Jerusalem. Indeed. I'd like to take this uh, opportunity to bring in our experts into the conversations. Professor Inbal, uh, to what degree is the religious angle a point of contention or a driving force within uh, this so-called Israeli-Palestinian conflict? I think it's an important component. Uh, I know that uh, people in the West uh, do not always realize that uh, religion is uh, politically potent uh, because uh, most of the West is, is secular. But here in the Middle East, uh, most uh, societies are traditional and take uh, religion uh, very uh, seriously. And of course, the uh, Arab-Israeli conflict is an ethno-religious conflict. And uh, uh, this uh, is an important factor in exacerbating tensions on uh, particular days, as it was mentioned by Amir Oren, uh, around, uh, around holidays. And the Temple Mount, which is holy, uh, third holiest place to Islam and the holiest place to Judaism, uh, is of course uh, a place that uh, is uh, potentially explosive. Indeed. General Kupilvasa, I'd like to hear also your perspective on this. But as somebody who had the research division within the IDF's intelligence directorate, among other distinguished uh, intelligence-related positions, uh, to what degree do you see the instigators actually um, bring about this situation in order to then fuel other goals and, and aspirations that are not necessarily related to uh, the uh, religious angle of this conflict? Well, of course they do. And uh, as Fahim said, the, uh, the religious uh, aspect of the conflict is extremely important and it is part of parcel of the, of the conflict because for for the Palestinians they regard themselves and their leaders keep saying so that they represent the Islamic Ummah, the Islamic nation that's not they are not fighting only for the Palestinian people but they are fighting for the Islamic nation as, uh, in general and uh, for that purpose they have to present the issue of Al-Aqsa the holy place uh, Haram al-Sharif as they call it uh, as uh, the uh, focus of uh, their activities in this respect, and for more than 100 years, they are claiming that Al-Aqsa is in danger and uh, that uh, Israel wants to uh, wipe the mosque from, uh, from the earth and to replace it with the uh, temple, the Jewish temple, and so on and so forth. And this uh, this uh, lie is, uh, is a lie for more than 100 years, and if you repeat such a big lie, uh, again, 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 people be, uh, start to believe in it. And I, I think that many Palestinians and many Arabs and Muslims do believe that uh, this is the case, that Israel really wants to harm the, 
uh, the mosque uh, that uh, the Al-Aqsa Mosque. It sounds unbelievable. Israel doesn't have any intention to do that. That's clear to everybody who is uh, realistic about the situation. But nevertheless, so many people go out on the streets, not only in uh, the areas controlled by the Palestinians, but uh, also in Bangladesh and in uh, Malaysia and, and elsewhere, uh, to uh, protest against the Israeli intentions to harm the, the mosque. And, uh, of course, this gives a, a golden uh, tool uh, for those instigators uh, to uh, cause uh, all kinds of uh, escalations when they need and when they want. And uh, I think this time they didn't want to have to, to go too far, and they were quite able to control the situation. Uh, they were very happy with the uh, string, or string of terror attacks before, uh, before Ramadan. And in, during the Ramadan, I don't think they wanted to see more than what actually happened. And uh, this is what enabled the, uh, the Israeli police to control the situation, because the other side didn't want to see a further escalation, too. But uh, to use it in order to uh, bring back the Palestinian issue to the table, uh, and to use it in order to uh, weaken Israel in the public opinion in the, in the West, who, uh, some of it, uh, some of the people in the West are ready to believe that Israel is really behaving in an unproportional way, in the, in the use, use for, uses force in an unproportional manner. These are things that uh, the Palestinians want to take advantage of, and they uh, managed to do that quite, quite successfully, partly because Israel doesn't understand the situation and doesn't uh, operate uh, uh, wisely enough in, in, uh, in the international arena. Indeed. Well, I think it's also a time to refute the claim. Israel does not have any intentions of building a third temple at this stage or any other stage within the context of uh, current realities. Uh, when we're talking about uh, this propaganda trying to ensue and, and uh, fuel the streets, so to speak, and, and uh, something that is even looked at from outside of Israel, as General Kupelvesel says, from Bangladesh, but also in the West. We see that more and more people are uh, convinced that a third temple is about to be built. This is not the case. Now, uh, Mr. Owen, I'd like to also ask about the fact that the Temple Mount, or Haram al-Sharif, as uh, it's referred to uh, by Muslims, ultimately, it is a point of, of being able to rally all Muslims of the world for the sake of the Palestinian cause, quote-unquote. Is this something that is then being manipulated by the Palestinians for this case? Well, when you say the Palestinians, uh, of course, um, one has to generalize. Um, you have a basically secular uh, national movement like Fatah uh, or the uh, uh, PLO, uh, which is now the Palestinian Authority. And you have uh, a religious uh, movement uh, like Hamas. Uh, and of course, with uh, religious movements, there can be no compromise. You can get some administrative um, functions, administrative compromises, such as uh, you will be here in the morning and I will be there in the evening. But you can't uh, divide a holy place uh, which two religions or more uh, contend uh, for. Nevertheless, that same secular, quote-unquote, Fatah movement, its military component is the Aqsa Brigades, which, again, inserts into it the name Al-Aqsa. Well, of course, uh, our two distinguished panelists can uh, uh, explain it much better. Um, but one only needs to remind our viewers 
that when Arafat uh, was uh, part of the Oslo process, he still uh, threatened that he will call on millions to march on Jerusalem. Of course, uh, it was very convenient for him to use it. Now, um, the Labour Party, which was at the center of um, most governments until and including the 1967 war, was not religious. It had a religious partner, the National Religious Party. And in 1967, Menachem Begin, uh, who later formed uh, Likud, was also part of the so-called uh, unity government. But Moshe Dayan, the defense minister, called the shots, literally. And when Jerusalem was either occupied or liberated, depending on your point of view, he ordered that the status quo be kept around the uh, Temple Mount. And this is what happened throughout the years. And as you mentioned, this preposterous propaganda regarding Israel, especially official Israel, wishing to, to build uh, a third temple uh, is laughable. Although, once in a while, there is a deranged Australian like Rohan uh, some uh, uh, 50 years ago, or there, are, or there is a Jewish underground plotting uh, some, some terrible uh, plot. But the official Israeli policy is not only to uh, avoid such uh, adventures, but uh, fight uh, and arrest uh, whoever has uh, 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 such ideas. Um, so what Israel would like to do is to have the Jordanian waqf keep its role on Temple Mount, as has been um, the practice before 1967. There was no Palestinian authority. The Hashemite Kingdom of Jordan, uh, which earlier annexed the West Bank, it wasn't the uh, Jordanians uh, to rule, but nevertheless, after 1948, they uh, had control over it. So they also controlled Temple Mount. Israel wants um, some moderate and responsible Arab governments, such as Jordan, Saudi Arabia, Morocco, uh, to have a say in what is happening on Temple Mount. And of course, the Palestinians resist it, but this is an intra-Arab problem not a problem between Arabs and Israelis. You refer to it as laughable. Unfortunately, many people are falling into uh, this trap and are even donating finance into all kinds of organizations that proclaim to be but, in the but process you know, of you doing know, so. It takes so many years uh, here, for instance, to build an underground metro train or to build any other project. <coughs> for Israel to try and build a temple would have taken centuries. So we'll have to have uh, divine intervention for something like that. Uh, but uh, let's uh, refer to you, Professor Inba, when we're looking at uh, uh, the Jordanian role in this uh, aspect. So of course, status quo antebellum, the way things were before the war, reference to uh, the war of 1967, in which Muslims were permitted to worship, non-Muslims are yeah, merely permitted to visit as uh, uh, tourists, so to speak. Uh, is this something that uh, will maintain the, the uh, situation in its calm state, uh, even though calm is not something I could define it? I'm not sure that Jordan is uh, always interested in uh, keeping the situation calm. Uh, basically, every time there is uh, some trouble, um, Everybody is reminded that Jordan has a role on the Temple Mount, uh, according to the Peace Treaty, Article 9, 
And uh, this is something that is beneficial to, to Jordan. Uh, furthermore, after the uh, Abraham Accords, uh, I think there was a thought, particularly within the Trump team, that maybe as a custodian, custodian of uh, the Temple Mount should be transferred uh, to Saudi Arabia, something that, of course, uh, uh, the Hashemite kingdom uh, dislikes terribly. Uh, therefore, they want once in a while some trouble in order for the Israelis to make the point, you are responsible for it, and uh, we want you to be there. Uh, and this is something that serves uh, Jordanian interests. Also, this uh, consolidates, to some extent, the Hashemite rule uh, in Jordan. They uh, don't want uh, to be seen as uh, fully cooperating with the Zionists, therefore expressing uh, um, criticism of Israeli policies, uh, what we've heard from the uh, Prime Minister uh, of, of Jordan, uh, encouraging people to throw stones and to oppose uh, the Israeli security forces is something that obviously uh, incites for further trouble. Uh, so I'm not sure that Jordan, you know, it, they play a double game. On one hand, they have a clear interest of uh, cooperating on is with Israel. At the same time, once in a while, trouble uh, on the Temple Mount in particular is serving their interests, uh, emphasizing the Jordanian role in, uh, in, uh, on the Temple Mount. Talking about uh, dislikes, I think uh, the word is an understatement, considering the fact that Saudi Arabia uh, took over Mecca and Medina from the Hashemites under Sharif uh, uh, Hussein, the father of Amir Abdullah I, uh, who ultimately also uh, became the king of uh, the Transjordan uh, and subsequently controlled uh, much of the territories uh, here in this area. General Kupervasser, uh, nonetheless, the, the fragility of the situation has also implications from a geostrategic level, considering the fact that when we're talking about Jordan, Israel has keen interests in maintaining close relations with uh, its eastern neighbor. And beyond that, it also regards it as a sort of strategic depth of field in light of uh, the fact that Israel's territory is, is very small and does not provide the, the necessary depth in order to be defensive? Well, Jordan is playing a very delicate game here. They take advantage of the fact that they are aware of Israel's commitment to their security and stability, and uh, they know that Israel is not going to take any steps against them. And uh, that allows them to uh, uh, speak in a, in a way that is uh, very problematic, as uh, Fry mentioned. And, uh, and uh, as a matter of fact, they did uh, convene a uh, meeting of uh, foreign ministers in, in uh, Amman uh, during this uh, uh, event uh, that uh, kind of adopted all the uh, false uh, allegations against Israel and uh, warned Israel not to do them and asked for the resumption of the status quo before 2000. This is the status quo that I was looking for, not before 1967, but before 2000, in which, uh, in their mind, uh, the WAC was in charge not only of uh, deciding uh, what is going to happen religiously on the Temple Mount, but also security-wise, and uh, deciding who is going to visit and who is not going to visit, whereas today, the, this decision is in the hands of the Israeli police. 
And uh, we cannot uh, do that because uh, we, we have experienced so many uh, riots that went out of control in the Temple Mount that we have to be in charge, uh, in charge of the situation over there. And without the intervention of the Israeli police, the situation would have been much worse. And uh, that is the disagreement. And uh, they do believe, and they do claim that Israel wants to uh, divide the time of uh, prayer in the Temple Mount between, between Jews and the Muslims and so on and so forth. Not only false, but really ridiculous allegations, because Israel repeatedly says that it's committed to uh, maintaining the freedom of worship uh, for all uh, religions uh, in Jerusalem and uh, maintaining the status quo that says that Jews uh, can, uh, can visit the, the mount but uh, are not allowed to uh, pray uh, vocally over there. This is uh, something that is agreed by, by everybody. And the Jordanians take advantage. They know that Israel is not going to do anything. Israel is going to keep quiet, whatever they say, because Israel understands the, the strategic importance of Jordan. That said, uh, I, I must say that uh, it, it is a very delicate situation, because in this meeting in, uh, in Amman, all the, almost all the uh, people who took part in the Negev summit uh, just before this uh, uh, terror uh, wave started in, uh, in March, uh, were there too. Uh, the same people that sat with, uh, with Israeli uh, foreign minister in, uh, in the Negev, uh, in Beersheba, uh, in, in Speramon, sorry. Uh, they were the people who... Stebokel. 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 Uh, the, these were the same people that were sitting with the um, Jordanian foreign minister and the Palestinian foreign minister, uh, raising all kinds of allegations against, against Israel. This is a very strange situation. And uh, we have to make sure that uh, the commitment of all these countries to peaceful relations with Israel also uh, transforms uh, in uh, into uh, readiness to understand what Israel is saying and the commitment of Israel to security and stability in, Jeru in Jerusalem and to the freedom of worship for all religions in Jerusalem. Indeed. Mr. Oren? Uh, the results of the domestic aspect uh, in Israel, of course. Uh, Prime Minister Naftali Bennett is the first <coughs> religious Jew uh, to serve as Prime Minister. And uh, he is trying to hold together... Um, a very unusual coalition in which there are people like himself, uh, along with uh, secular parties and even left-leaning, uh, almost anti-religious uh, politicians. On the other side of uh, the aisle, you have the opposition in which... You should have added, of course, also the Islamist right, Party. party. This is, this is Go coming. Uh, on the other side, you have the opposition, which uh, uh, has the right wing and religious and orthodox uh, parties. They want to tease Bennett and also by provoking uh, the government to do something, they want the, the Muslim religious party, which you refer to, uh, headed by uh, Mansour Abbas, to, to uh, try and bolt from this coalition because their own electoral base would not stand. What the government would do in response to what the provocateurs from the opposition try to do. So it's a mess. And uh, because the government doesn't have a real majority in the Knesset, it could have an effect. Indeed. With that being said, uh, and we're drawing near to the end of the program, uh, I'd, I'd like to ask you, uh, or both of you, uh, what can be done in the near future in order to alleviate those tensions? 
and convince, as you, General Kupilvasov, have notioned, uh, the various Arab countries that have normalized relations with the Jewish state in order to bring about a new reality in which uh, tensions that are then instigated by deceptive information will not draw uh, all those new partners into a conundrum where they start to lambast and condemn Israel for actions that it does not perpetrate. Professor Inbell? I'm not sure we can do much, frankly. I think that we should get used to the fact that once in a while there will be tensions uh, on the Temple Mount uh, because there are so many uh, that have interest, a clear interest in um, bringing attention to the uh, Palestinian issue or Jordan uh, demanding attention to its role in Jerusalem. And of course there are uh, people on the Israeli side, you know, very radical, that have their own agenda uh, to change the status quo in, uh, on the Temple Mount. Although I think that uh, um, Israel could allow Jews to pray uh, on the, it, it's a big area, the Temple Mount. And uh, if we talk about liberal attitudes and right of worship, why Jews shouldn't have a right to pray at the holiest place? Uh, but this is, I understand, not an easy decision. But uh, in, uh, in principle, I think this uh, should be uh, one outcome. And uh, the Arabs and Muslims should uh, get used to the idea that Jews have a right to pray at the holiest place. We don't demand to pray at, uh, uh, in Mecca, uh, but the Temple Mount is a different issue. Indeed, where both biblical temples once were situated, uh, of course, the angle of trying to convince uh, the same champion, so-called, of freedom of worship and other liberal aspects who continue to demand uh, to maintain a status quo in which uh, those same freedoms are infringed upon is a uh, sad irony. Nevertheless, General Kupelvasov, your perspective on this, you have roughly 45 well, I, seconds. I I think we should speak, well, first of all, I agree with the prime. It's not easy to, to, to do anything about it. But uh, the, the little we can do is speak with the Americans, speak with the Europeans, and tell them to speak with the Palestinians, because we are not going to convince the Palestinians, but tell them to speak with the Palestinians and ask them to accept the fact that there was a Jewish temple and Temple Mount. Because as long as they deny this, the existence of this uh, temple in the past, they still see the situation as something that has to be changed dramatically, and Israel should be kicked out of Jerusalem. That's what Jews should not be present in Jerusalem in, in general. That's what they are trying to, to achieve. And uh, I think uh, if once they uh, reach the point where they are ready to accept the fact that there was a Jewish temple in Jerusalem, that would be a good start. Indeed. Sure. There are four sets of uh, agenda action items. Uh, security, Borders, refugees, Jerusalem. The most uh, problematic are the last two, and the most problematic of the two is Jerusalem. It's not going to be solved anytime soon. Indeed. Well, this is all the time that we have for today. I'd like to thank General Kupelwasser, Professor Inbar, and Mr. Oren for being part of today's program. I'd like to thank our viewers as well, and we'll see you next time. Thank you for joining us in another Jerusalem Studio podcast. For more content on Israel and its region, we invite you to visit our website at tv7israelnews.com and follow us on social media.